Welcome to the podcast of Grandview Baptist Church in Anchorage, Alaska. This episode contains a sermon from September 26th by Brother Butch Strickland. Um, things change, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. Not, that, not on the things that do change, but on the things that don't. Okay? And we're going to look at uh, Hebrews chapter 13. Uh, but, you know, I uh, kind of give you an idea about how things changed. I went last week. I was in that other state that thinks it's big uh, down there, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, I went down there to attend a cousin's funeral a funeral that did it. reunion. I wasn't that anything to the funeral where that word came from. I don't know. But uh, I went down there to attend a cousin's reunion. Now, there were three cousins there that I've never seen, ever. And uh, they were all about my age, maybe some of them a little younger. Um, but the ones I had seen and I grew up with and knew very well, they didn't look like they did when, they were, when we were younger. This is the first time I've, ever, I've seen them in probably oof, 40 years. Uh, one guy come up and hugged me good and, and wouldn't let go. And so glad to see you, man. It's just, I'm so glad you got to come this year, et cetera, et cetera. And I had to ask my, my, my sister, which one was that? You know, and so I hadn't seen him like since he was a little kid. Things, things change. Um, the ones I did know uh, had gray in their beard and white in their hair. And not that I have any of that, you understand? But I'm sure that, um, that some of them looked at me and wondered who I was, too, because of all the changes that have gone on in, in my life through the years, especially the last few years. <laughs> Things change, don't they? Um, we were, we were, it, it was shared with us with the children's sermon today how things change. The change of the seasons. The, the colors are beautiful this year. If you get a chance to go out driving around today, uh, take advantage of the old Glen and maybe the Kinnick, uh River uh, Highway. Beautiful, beautiful scenery. Um, things change. Winter is coming. Uh, that's one thing that doesn't change. The seasons always come. <laughs> but uh, but when, when those seasons do come, there, there are changes that take place. And uh, But today, again, I want to... and. Uh, that is not to talk about all the changes that are going on in our country and in our, uh, our daily lives, in our families, in our relationship. There's so, so many changes. And man, we need to find something that we can base our, uh, our life on that never changes. And that's what we want to talk about mostly today. Um, Hebrews chapter 13, beginning with verse 1. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, 
never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. Some things, everything seems to change, but there are some things that never change. And the first thing I want us to look at in this passage is found in verses 1 through 7, where, where the writer of Hebrews mentions specifically some things that should never change. Things that never change, okay? And that is our responsibilities as Christians. They never change. As long as we're here on the earth and as long as we profess Christ as our Savior, we have certain responsibilities that are ours. And this passage mentions some of those. And I'm going to go back through this passage just to be able to, to point those things out that never change. Okay? Let's begin with verse 1. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Okay? Let's start, let's start there. That should never change. That will never change. We still have the responsibility as Christians to love one another. We were talking in Sunday school earlier today uh, when Jesus had an opportunity. Matter of fact, I'm going to kind of back you up in this a little bit, okay? If you, ha if you knew, we did this in, in uh, men's breakfast a few years ago. If you knew that you only had three years to live, what would you do? Think about it. You don't have to answer, but think about it. If you knew you only had three years to live, what would you do? What did Jesus do? He chose a group of disciples to train and to bring up so that, he could, that they could continue his ministry after, after he left, empowered by the Holy Spirit, whom he, him, who the living Christ would send to them. What would you do if you had three years to live? What would you do if, if you knew that you only had one week to live? Where did Jesus go when he only had one week to live? Do you remember? Where did he spend that last week of his life? In whose home? The home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus, who lived just a walking distance into Jerusalem where he could go every day. Now, why them? I have an idea. It's just my idea. Don't take it as scripture, okay? <laughs> Just my idea. I think he went to their house because he had lived some life with them. He had been through some difficult times with them. You remember the story of that how Martha had to come to grips with her priorities? That wasn't easy for Martha. It wasn't even, it wasn't even easy for Jesus, believe it or not, to point out to Martha, Martha, <laughs> I, I hate to say this. I, it's not easy for me to say, but you want to know something? You're wrong, and Mary is right. Remember when, when Lazarus died, their brother? Um, not only was his death a sorrow for Jesus, because we know how he responded to the death of Lazarus, don't we? How did he respond? Shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. It wasn't easy for him to lose a friend. But it must have been even harder for him to hear the words of those sisters, 
accusing him of it's all his fault. If you had been here, our, our, our brother would not have died. They'd lived some life together, learning some hard lessons, even to the point of when uh, they said what they said. Uh, do you believe in the resurrection? Oh, I believe in the last days. They'll be, will all be. I say to you, I am the resurrection, the truth and the life. I am the resurrection. He that believeth in me shall never die. They, they lived some life together, but some hard times together, learned some hard lessons together. So that's who he wanted to spend his last week with. And I think that's probably what I'd want to do too. If I was facing only a week of my life, I think I'd want to live, I think I'd want to live that, life, that week with people that I'd been through some stuff with because we could understand each other. If I knew I only had a few hours to live, what would I do? I'd like to think I'd do what Jesus did. Take my friends, leave a few of them behind, let them pray there. Take the most intimate ones and pray, you know, and, and leave them at this next place and ask them to pray with me and watch with me while I went on a little bit farther and, and spent some time with the Father. I'd like to think that that was how I'd like to spend my last few hours if I knew I only had a few hours to live. Jesus was praying during those last few hours. And I got a feeling that the prayer was not like this. Lord, thank you for today and for the beautiful sunshine and, <laughs> and for this change in the, in the seasons and for the beautiful flower, flowers and the thank you for all the blessings that you give us. And I thank you, Lord, for the way that you provide for us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, don't get me wrong. That's a good prayer. But I only got a few hours to live. And I only have a few minutes to pray. What am I going to pray? I got a feeling that he would pray for the most important things of all. And you can read that prayer. I think it's in John 17. You can read that prayer. And one of the things that he mentions in there is what I want to emphasize in this verse. He says, Lord, several times he said, Lord, Father, I want them to be one even as you and I are one. I want them to be one, even as you and I are one. I don't want them to be fussing and fighting and feuding and all that kind of stuff. I want them to be one, as you and I are one. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. That never changes, you guys. That never changes. Verse 2, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Um, Yesterday morning, I went to a Bible study and breakfast at a different church. <laughs> and I wasn't here, even though the men met here for breakfast yesterday. Uh, when I got there, there was a young lady standing out by the, the highway was this way. The highway was this way. The road that you go to the church is this way, the driveway, actually. And there was a young lady standing there. And I went on to where the guys were, and I thought, you know, there may be something here that I need to, to address but I didn't want to do it on my own because it's a young lady. And so I went and got one of the guys that was at the breakfast and I said, come with me, I'm gonna go check on, check on this young lady. And as, I was, as we were driving towards where she was uh, standing first, uh, we discovered that she had already made her way about halfway through down our driveway. 
And so we pulled over and I got out and said, uh, listen, I noticed you were standing here earlier. And is there something we can do? Uh, do you need something? Can we help you somehow? And she said, no, I'm, I'm just waiting for my ride. And I said, well, and she said, and I, and I saw you guys and I thought there may be a warm place where you guys were going. And uh, I said, well, you're more than welcome to come and warm up. Uh, but I have to warn you, it's, it's seven guys. <laughs> and she said, well, did they bite? <laughs> Show hospitality. Show some hospitality. We were there to keep each other accountable. And uh, that's what we were asked to do, to show hospitality to strangers. Um, her ride came, by the way, in case you're interested. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were imprisoned also. Remember those who were mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. I, I could spend a lot of time on that one because I've read so much about it lately, about Christians who are suffering. And, and, and uh, I, I appreciate what one young lady said. And she was being persecuted. Her family was being persecuted. Christians were being killed in the, in the country that she comes from. And she says at the end of her, of, of her sharing time, uh, we don't ask you to save us. We're not asking you to be our savior. All we want you to do is remember us. Just don't forget us. Folks, we, we can't forget those people who are suffering for Jesus' sake. Marriage should be honored by all. This is a Christian obligation. The marriage be kept pure. That God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. That's a Christian responsibility. Because God has said, I will never leave you, never, neither will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Another responsibility that we have as Christians is to remember our leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Praise the Lord for Brother Randy and for the ministry that he has in the lives of every one of you and has had in, in, in the lives of so many more through the years. He, what a great uh, example he has been as a leader who spoke the word of God to you and uh, consider his way of life and imitate his faith. So one thing that never changes in a, in a world of change, when everything seems to be changing, there's one thing that never changes, and that's our responsibility as Christians. Number two. Verse 9 says, Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. One thing that never changes is that there's going to be a lot of charlatans out there taking advantage of people using the gospel to do so. Paul had to deal with this over and over and over again in his ministry. In the book of... of uh, Oops, Galatians. <laughs> uh, he, he even mentions, he's, he begins the letter, if I'm wrong, I, I'm, somehow I'm wavering between Galatians and Colossians, but I think it's Galatians, where, <laughs> where Paul writes the, the churches in Galatia. Yeah, so it's Galatians. Uh, he writes to the churches in, in Galatia, uh, saying to them, you guys be careful. You guys be careful, because I, I know that some of you have already strayed from the gospel to another gospel that's not even a gospel at all. Uh, trying to get you to be circumcised and follow the law and add things to, the, to, to, to your faith and doing these things that have nothing to do with what Christ has already done in your life through your salvation. 
This, it was a problem in Paul's day, and this was just at the very beginning of Christianity. And so, and it's so prevalent today as well, Pe people who are trying to add something to the gospel. Add something to the gospel. Be, you, can, you, can, you can have faith, but you've got to do this and this and this and this and this also. I was sharing with our Sunday school class this morning an experience that I had while I was down there at my, at my uh, cousin's reunion. <laughs> uh, my cousin, where we met in his home, um, lives not too far from where a certain famous TV evangelist uh, uh, has his compound with the airplanes and the airplane hangars and the TV studios and the radio studios and this monster building out there where they meet. And, and it's a huge compound, and, and uh, uh, he built his home far enough away from all that that it can't be seen because I think it might have been an embarrassment of this, of this monstrosity of a house. But my cousin did some work for him once upon a time. Uh, they were building onto one of the buildings, and he, uh, uh, as a part-time, his full-time job was as a fireman, is as a fireman, but he, as a part-time job, uh, on his days off, he worked as an air conditioner man, and this b new building needed some new duct work and needed to be tied into what was already existing in the, in the old building. And so he did it and sent a bill. Now, I'm just using a, a, a number here that is not what the, what the price was. I'm just using it as an example. He sent the guy a bill for $1,000. He gets the payment back, and it's for $900. And the guy says, uh, the 10% that was taken off of this was your tithe to our church. <laughs> uh, that is unethical, and it is unspiritual. It is unchristian. And uh, if my cousin had wanted to give 10% of his church, he would have already. So uh, needless to say, that didn't set too well to my lost cousin. Um, we had a lot to get over before I was able to share with him how important it was that Jesus be his Savior. Because he had had that as an example. There's guys out there that are going to take advantage of you, folks. There are guys out there who are teaching a gospel, preaching a gospel that has nothing to do with the gospel of Christ. It's not a gospel at all, Paul says. There are guys out there that are going to preach something that adds to the gospel, that distracts from the gospel. Hey, I said that pretty good, didn't I? I need to think about that again. <laughs> I can't say it like I did. Anyway, you get the idea, though, right? Now, I hope I'm distracting you from the fact is that... Uh, Anybody who adds something to the gospel, the, the writer of Hebrews is warning that there were some. Do not be afraid. Of what, uh, don't be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for your hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. Don't add anything to the gospel. The gospel is sufficient. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Okay, so one thing never changes. Our responsibility as Christians, another thing that never changes is that fact that we're going to have to deal with these false teachers uh, as a part of our Christian life. Now, those two things are temporally never change. Okay? In my lifetime, my responsibility to Christians never changes. 
but that's just during my lifetime and yours. It's, it's true of history, but it's not eternally true. The idea that the presence of false teachers is going to be a part of our life as long as we're here on this earth, and that's going to be true as long as human, as long as human history exists. But human history does not always exist. It's going to come to an end someday. But what I want us to focus in here on this last point is something that is eternally true. That is always, for all of eternity, is true. And that's found in verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Psalm 121.1 says this. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over you, over Israel, will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and when, forever. One thing that never changes for all of eternity is the character of Jesus Christ. When I think of the fact that I have to live in this world, a world when everything has changed, and I see that my responsibilities as a Christian never change as long as I'm alive, and as I see that in this life I'm going to have to deal with false teachers and all that kind of stuff, I'm convinced that I'm not capable of all that. How, how am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to be, do all the things that I know as my responsibility as a Christian? How am I going to do that day in and day out, day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute? How am I going to accomplish that? It's not easy, is it? And I think of, of the fact that, uh, that there's going to be false teachers. As long as I'm alive and as long as there's human history, there are going to be false teachers. How am I going to deal with that? I can't do it myself. As a matter of fact, some of those could fool me. They could say some things. Like, oh, man, I never thought about that. Maybe I need to be doing that too. <clears throat> how am I going to deal with that? I'll tell you how. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Guys, we face a world that is our enemy. And I'm not strong enough to do it by myself. And so, first of all, I'm going to have to depend on you to help me. Do you hear that? I'm going to have to depend on you to help me. That's why we're here today, you guys. How many of you would admit right now that I could sure use the help of a fellow believer? Amen. Amen. All of us have that need. We can't live this Christian life by ourselves. We need the help of others. As a matter of fact, I was just reading just recently in the, in the book of 2 Chronicles that the Bible talks about one of the kings of Israel. And it says, so-and-so was his friend and another one was his counselor. Well, what a great idea. The king of Israel. As a matter of fact, it was the most wise king of Israel that ever lived. The most wise king that ever lived, period. 
And it says that someone was his friend and somebody else was his counselor. We need each other's help, don't we? Where else can we get the help? Well, we already talked about uh, those who are our leaders who speak the word of God to us and consider the outcome of their way in life and imitate their faith. Uh, we have leaders that we can depend on, Christian leaders, pastors, teachers, evangelists that we can depend on. Uh, there is a multitude of angels available to us to fight this battle. Do you know that? The Bible calls them, the King James, myriads of myriads. I don't know how many that is, but that ought to be enough. Especially when we see in the scripture that one angel is enough to scare the pants off most people to it appeared to. How come it always is when an angel appears, you hear that? Don't be afraid. That's okay. I'm, I'm your bud. Okay. And we have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of those angels fighting for us. They're, the army of God is, is, is for us. So when life is not hard, know for a fact that we have the church of God, our fellow believers helping us. We have the, the angels of God helping us. We have more than that, you guys. And this is what I really want you to hear. Um, we have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who fights on our behalf and who's already won the victory over death and hell. Can I have a hallelujah? hallelujah? One thing never changes, ever, even eternally never changes. And the fact that we live in a world of many changes, uh, there are some of the things that never change in our life. The responsibilities that we have as Christians, the presence of false teachers, but there's some things that are eternally the same forever and ever. And that's the fact that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus, fights on our behalf and wins the victory over death and hell. Thank you for tuning into the podcast of Grandview Baptist Church in Anchorage, Alaska. For more information, check out our website at gbcak.org.